Welcome to another episode of Forge Podcast, a podcast where we go into the esports industry as a whole with all the latest happenings and how it affects our place of work. I'm Zach. I'm Jan. And welcome to Forge. How are you doing, Jan? Are you all right? Yeah. Good. Um, I'm doing good. Good. It's... Um... Uh, it's it's a little bit up and down. I said this on on my solo episode last week. There's a lot going on for you and me in in our personal lives, which yeah. you know keeps us just busy. You know, <laughs> there's work, there's there's things. You know, it's it's summer, so you want to go hang out with friends as well. And then, uh, I mean, it's, it's on the cam behind me, but the the moving boxes are there. Yeah. Um, because uh, a week from now we're moving. Um, exciting yeah i actually don't know i'll probably still record the podcast episode next week from this home here yeah nice but then the week after i don't know oh change of scenery yeah because like hmm. actually now that we mentioned it you know sorry sorry for this to be like admin stuff but like the week after so in in two weeks we have moved our bed. Everything will be in the new apartment. Yeah, but we will not have internet yet. Oh God! Okay. Yeah. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe it is a thing of me going back to the old apartment with my laptop and and sitting there somewhere, you know, taking a. Wait, I don't even know what desk to sit on then. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be made yeah. of boxes, really, isn't it? It's just going to yeah, be a pile of boxes. Be, I'm just going to hang on mobile. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, exciting times ahead. Like, let's put it that way. That's that's what's yeah. going on on my end. What? How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Like you said, super busy. There's lots and lots of stuff going on at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really good. To be fair, we've got a load of projects in the works at the moment. Uh, which is super exciting. I'm actually, for what feels like the first time in a long time, actually doing what I enjoy doing, um, which is which is very nice. But yeah, mate, just super busy. Super. Like, I can't even use the excuse of like it's summer going out and seeing friends because I've just been <laughs> sat on the desk for. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like it's it's the weird thing, actually, and you know, like I'm. I'm Sometimes I love weird statistics. Okay. Um, like uh, I, I saw this. I, I I can't remember where, but I think it was like a feed in like a feed, and it got recommended to me mm. because I'm about to be a dad later this year. Yeah. Um, I saw that statistically, most kids are born in summer, or like in the period from like April to October. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of love in winter. Then I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, something like that. So <laughs> it's like, for me as well, it's you know like summer is the time. It's my dad's birthday. It's mm. my best friend's birthday. You know, uh, it's one of my sister's birthday, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Is it's both my my in law my my in laws their birthdays. Like one of them is even this weekend. So you know, like all of those kind of things that you are that you're doing then you know when you're in that age and when your friends get married like most of them are choosing a summer wedding mm. like who's gonna get married in winter yeah no that is true i literally had a wedding the other week actually that, that yeah. was my best friend's wedding um and then yeah like so many people got married 
I know this summer. Like so many. Yeah, that um, that's what I mean with the, yeah, you know yeah, you go yeah. outside, you meet friends because like, you have these like other re- social responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. You know that there's work, there's there's other things that are going on. You know, yeah. such as like moving, and then you on top of that you have social responsibilities. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I think yeah, very busy for the both of us. Very very busy. Um. But yeah, I mean, you, you were bringing me up to speed on some of the things you were talking about last week, um, which I think definitely worth just checking in and seeing if there's been any changes with that. Because um, I know one, one of the things you were talking about um, was Guild, for example. Um, yeah. And they're launching to CS? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah. we've, you know, you and me, we've been talking about this stuff with. Um... The, the changes that are happening to the CSGO competitive format. Yes. yes and how yes. that makes it attractive for like other organizations to definitely you know organizations that don't are not yet in Counter Strike to now venture into Counter Strike. I felt a little bit it, it felt a little bit weird in terms of like guild because we know that um their their time on the stock market and, and they are public publicly traded company, you know, and before um announcing like how they've done or, or that they received another big um injection earlier this year i think it was like what six hundred thousand pounds or something like that mm. um there always were a little bit of somewhat negative news of how guild is doing financially and so we always thought like oh yeah what is next for guild a lot of the staff that used to work on guild is no longer there mm. Um, we know that. Yeah. So to me, announcing going into Counter Strike, which is one of the more expensive esports titles. Yeah, definitely. If you want to attack the top, um, I was. I mean, like I understand. Yes, now it's getting more open. It makes sense. If there's a time to enter, it is now. But it's just like the a little bit of the question, all right, what is what does Guild want to focus on? Like what kind of like company does Guild want to be? Are they you know are they building a product or you know how how are they gonna operate as mm. a whole? Um and it yeah. and it raises those questions. And and then today's news, or like not today's news actually, it's it's already a few days old. Um, but since the last podcast uh, episode, and and we we saw it now by like browsing through the news, we saw that they are launching an, that they are uh, ent- entering another esports title. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyone that hasn't seen it, uh, guilds have just announced a a style of recruitment that I think is very interesting. I think it's very fitting for this particular um esport is effectively a uh, street fighter tournament uh where the effectively the prize or, the, or what's up for grabs is a contract um so i and i think that in itself is it makes a lot more sense to me than cs because i mean cs there's always been issues when it comes to things like sponsorship because it's it's very actively terrorists counter-terrorists bomb diffuser like that there's a lot of aspects of it that aren't necessarily sponsor friendly uh which i mean valorant got around with quite well uh with doing like the kind of attack defense side of things but um i think with guild 
this makes a lot more sense obviously being a yeah. uk-based organization like street fighter is so deep rooted into the uk i think we were talking about it like even before the call that like the fighting games and and the culture around that is so prominent in the uk uh and europe as well i think they're, they're probably like the highest points but I, i'd say uk leads yeah, i think it. street fighter you have to go to uk or to yeah. france and other yeah. way, i i don't even know if there's like street fighter and like generally fighting games like the the communities are very offline yeah and, and they're very tight actually but everything that i remember from street fighter was always like french players or yeah because um, because they had this entire thing in like the energy affinity league um and where there was fifa and rocket league as well going on and, and they had street fighter mm. and i think like all of the players or like the the majority of the players there were like french or or from the uk yeah i mean it yeah i, I think it's just so deep rooted into the uk it, it just it really does make sense for uh guild to look to their roots it's just yeah really integrated into like rap and grime culture um so i think yeah it's just an absolute no-brainer so i, I kind of like want to want to want to circle back a little bit or yeah. like not circle back but you know what what could this mean for like guilds overall strategy or operations okay like, you yeah. know we, we we mentioned the counter-strike stuff before yeah and then as well like they um i i, I mentioned that they that they did some they got some investment that was mostly for sim racing mm. if i remember um so the article is also speaking about that they're looking um to um that they're looking to like get a, a sim racing facility within the orcs headquarters which is in london yeah um so that happened in june that was i think the six hundred thousand pounds uh that they raised um now i don't know how much money they raised for like counter-strike um but kind of like focusing on the uk again is not probably where the answer the the ultimate answer is um but um where their strategy is heading because mm. and, and this is why the the street fighter move makes sense um it is something that is incredibly local and we know they have their facility their main facility in london shortage actually pretty close to where Fnatic are, pretty much next door. Um, but yeah, like getting Street Fighter people and like local people then from London more into the facility, um, that is something for them which seems to be important. So honestly, I would not be surprised if when they are like also now looking at Counter-Strike, that they're looking at UK Counter-Strike. Yeah. I would not be surprised yeah i i think i think it's an interesting one because especially with the uk successes coming from counter-strike like we've spoken about it numerous times already but you've got uh like ash the coach for gamer legion you've got uh into the breach uh, which has players like cypher thomas like there's actually more talent from the uk making it into um counter-strike now in into the big leagues so i think that again would make a lot of sense for them to focus on that because it's <laughs> it's also a cheaper option 
it just yeah it, it really is because of well probably because of the stereotype of uk counter-strike and uh and it not being the best uh europe's always been further ahead but yeah i, I think i think it could be really cool to see um again look into the roots and like you said as well and like we've mentioned before with um with the the formats uh difference between uh csgo and cs2 i think there's a lot more opportunity and ability um for yeah for for people to actually make it um and to do well with it so yeah i'm i'm definitely excited to see what happens there um yeah i i think their selection process will be like really interesting but yeah i i think it's i think it's tricky to answer the the kind of the question around the type of organization that they want to be or that they're trying to be i think i i definitely agree i I think it's very accurate to say aim at uk for counter-strike which then if they're doing something like that and they're also doing street fighter they're very much focused on their roots at the moment and the uk market um it it brings how do you say footfall into the facility yeah 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 Yeah, exactly especially with it being uk but like the facility itself being uk based um so yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think what else it could mean though. Um, I mean, the the good thing about Street Fighter is like if you're entering like look, uh, Street Fighter players aren't the highest in earning. Yeah. In terms of like you know what what they make as as salary, so it's if you want to accomplish you know getting more people into your facility by like hosting little events, like sure, like mm. events are gonna cost you a little bit, but overall. To like establish a local and probably loyal base, it's a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. Hands if down. you're if you're in London, you know it. It yep. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think as well. Sorry, sorry to no, interrupt no, you, no, but no, as well, on. if you, if you look at like who they're partnering up with to like do it, and that is Sky. Yeah. I don't think there is any other country in in Europe, um, or like. In general, in the world, that is so much associated associated with with Sky as the UK is. Mm. So, like, I think if if you're looking at like what partners want, or like what sponsor brands want from from esports teams, is usually because like I I have that or or we have that conversation. Um, we had that back in the days with with Ricks, where like also you know most of the brands that we were talking to would also want to focus on either the UK or Germany because yep. those were like our two biggest markets. Yeah. Now with Nigma, it's like every brand that we are talking to is like most of them are in Mina, so they want to do like stuff with Mina. They want they want to promote Mina players. Yeah. And so I could very much imagine that Sky having that big of an audience generally in the UK yes. are now looking at like yes, we want to do more, but like let's focus on the UK. Yeah, and I I do like that a lot. I think one of the one of the issues that I'm wary of from first-hand experience is in terms of getting people into a facility or into uh like a regular event or something like that i think it's so hard to do in the uk so i mean when i worked for game in their belong arenas for example internet cafe set up with gaming rigs everything like that um it's just not successful at all um and so many around the uk closed 
um the one in i can't remember the name of the the mall um the we were in for dallas with quadrant with our halo team that's now closed down as well it's like that model is very hard to do when you rely on regular people whether there's a sign-up fee or there's something like that or an attendance fee like it, it is very hard to do but i think that's why street fighter like street fighter is a very loyal fan base as well so if you yeah. establish that kind of safeguard like the the red bull gaming sphere has done it quite well with a lot of the fighting game things that they've done there is they've developed a community and they've developed kind of like a safe space for that um so i mean i i hope guild are able to do it you know because i i think it's it's super important and it will do it will do them a lot of good if they can establish that well-run practice but i think the uk just struggles with it i think it really struggles with having esports related meeting points you know i think <laughs> it just it very much feels like everyone is more than happy to just stay at home and do it instead of go out and and have the social aspect of it so i don't know I don't know, but I, I definitely agree with what you're saying about focusing on on the UK uh, for potential sponsorship reasons, um, and focusing on their kind of main demographic, especially with David Beckham. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think that's a pretty good shout. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. I'll, I might have to head down there if they do a big uh, big opening party or something like that. Go do some on the ground reconnaissance. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, I'm trying to remember what else we were gonna update on because we we've got um, spoilers quickly. But one of the big things we want to do is uh, <laughs> talk about how wrong our uh, our Valorant champions predictions were. Um, yeah, I mean, I already did that to degree last week, but yeah. holy, yeah. holy! I mean, like not only Valorant but also our other predictions were. I think the, the the closest we were actually in Counter Strike. Yeah, true. Um, I didn't check. I, Counter -Strike. I think I already covered that because yeah, yeah like Counter Strike was already over last week, so yeah, nice. it was the. We thought like yeah, it makes sense if G two or Vitality probably win this and then you know, like yeah. heroic and and Liquid being the dark horse, but yeah, we didn't think too much about ends. Yeah, we had a great God. one run. Um, Easy for ends. But yeah, all of our predictions were kind of like. A little meh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we can jump straight into Valorant if you wanted. Um and just kind of do do our overview on that. I was trying to remember if anything there was a smaller subject that we that, that we wanted to talk about after. Uh, there was something Guild. we wanted to talk about League of Legends and, and like I mean, but that you know, we can talk about that once we get to the predictions of that. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean for anyone that didn't watch um Valorant Champions you really missed out because I think it's been some of like the best series Valorant's seen so far um I need to actually have a look at the viewership statistics because they were very good whilst I was watching um but yeah so just to kind of prove uh our predictions were a load of rubbish um <laughs> 
first to fourth we've got eg who won the whole thing uh, paper x who came second loud came third and Fnatic came fourth uh so grand final which was a heck of a grand final as well uh it's 3-1 to eg uh against paper x i think something i don't know whether if it was wishful thinking that um that we were kind of having when we were making our predictions when it came to Fnatic. Um, but I, no, it's, I, I wouldn't it's, say wishful it's, it's thinking. Weird. I mean, like, because, you know, I have a very twisted relationship. Or, like, not twisted relationship, but, like, I mean, I have history with Fnatic. It's, yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the weird thing, like, um, you know, you always want your former team, like, when you're yeah. out to lose. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like always I, I, I enjoy seeing Fnatic lose you know I'll, I have no yeah. issues admitting to that uh, on the other hand there are also like a lot of people that you know still work at Fnatic former colleagues that I mm. that I like um, and where I want them to have success you know same goes for uh, the the team director of the Fnatic Valorant team which is Kojo who I worked yeah, with yeah. for many many years and same I know I know that Patrick Karn was, was over there so I don't know if it's like for me I don't think it's it's ever wishful thinking of like yeah I want Fnatic to win this no for sure I... <laughs> um, or like you know yeah. you have to take this with a grain of salt but it's like yeah I was looking and, and I thought and I felt like yeah well if there's one year where Fnatic will actually take everything it's this year and then it will never happen again yeah well, the, well I think that's the thing because obviously one of the big things that based it off was just the dominance in Tokyo, right? That that yeah. for us we were sitting here and be like, they they just have to win it. I mean, the the fact that from Tokyo they they won the whole thing, grand final, they three owed EG, like that EG couldn't even take a map off it, and then going into getting two owed by Loud uh, at the start of the bracket, and then knocked out by Loud again, two uh, one. I think yeah, it's just Fnatic not not being on the form that they should be um which which is a massive shame like i've i've got a lot of love for the fanatic team i think minnie's i've said it already but minnie's one of the best coaches uh to touch the game boast is one of the best igls that touches the game he's got the most ridiculous work ethic there is you know um so yeah i i think i think it is a shame but yeah just so much happened at that event like the the games themselves honestly if you if uh for, for anyone listening if you didn't manage to catch it I'd, I'd definitely go back and watch something whether it's the grand finals whether it's fanatic series as well um G loud Ooh. yeah like exactly there's there's I, I, so many. i wasn't i wasn't able to watch a lot but like i yeah. i saw the last like you know map one mm. uh eg versus loud on ascent when it goes to overtime yeah to be fair you know like uh, spoilers mm. there's not a lot of overtime but like overall that was a good one yeah that, but that was a that was a really really good one like very evenly mm. matched you're like holy shit i don't know who's gonna take this yeah but i i think that's the thing also in fanatics defense that loud were on form this tournament they played yes. incredibly well like yeah so the if yeah, if it, even if Fnatic's having an off day, like Loud just played unbelievably well. So, yeah, I, I think there's. Well, I think what one of my favorite things about this 
about this whole entire thing with EG is like EG's not really a team that I'd followed that much previously. Like when it comes to Valorant, I think my loyalties lie with Fnatic and Liquid because of the people on those teams um, that I'm fortunate enough to know personally. Um, but EG's not really a team that I'd followed that much. And then I I knew that they're they're like the only team with a female coach um, at this kind of degree. Uh, with the coach Potter, um, on a Counter Strike professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I didn't know is like no, not necessarily hate, but I think a lot of the doubts and a lot of the rumors that were happening before this tournament, um, effectively threatening her job, um, saying that like she has to step up, something like that. I think the fact that I can't really remember. A team that had a female coach in such a male-dominated esport winning an event. I can't really remember the last time that's happened. Um, oh, it just it it generally just happens not often enough. I mean, like the yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, I'm the guy who always draws the the comparison to traditional sports. Yeah, but like uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. It was recently we had Hall of Fame uh, inductions in in the NBA. Yeah, in in basketball. And um, Becky Hammond got inducted into the Hall of Fame, who was, nice. um, she got picked up as uh, an assistant coach uh, mm. by Greg Popovich for the San Antonio Spurs. And then in Summer League, and when she had to replace him because he was banned or ill, I can't remember, but she was the first uh, female coach coaching uh, a male NBA team mm. um, on, on the floor, on the ground. I mean, she's been, you know, playing professionally before and that like made it her coaching career and like just seeing you know that she got inducted into the hall of fame for everything she did and like the bond that she has as well with with greg popovich who you know added her to her staff because he saw like how great as a coach she is i just think it just doesn't happen enough and, and we need more of this so like i'm incredibly yep. happy to see this this story you know and, and hopefully yeah other people being inspired of like you know like why 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 not you know it's like yeah it, definitely you, you clearly see when you see eg on stage like even and and you already saw that in in masters tokyo like the five players and her on stage there is a synergy mm. where like i don't understand where all of the the stuff came from that you know her her, her job is is being threatened um, uh, but george like, george cedars on twitter okay yeah so. yeah but what were the sources <laughs> what were the sources on that uh, i don't think they were stated they, they might have been um I, I could have missed an article that was linked but 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 yeah but like i i don't know you know maybe and i don't know the people personally right maybe mm. it's just a, just something that i am in am, am interpreting or where my interpretation is, is is wrong but when i see them on stage it's kind of like yeah the trust is definitely there between players and, and coach yeah it's definitely like, yeah let's let's go there together and like seeing that happening and, and coming to fruition um and them now being or them now crowning themselves world champions is yeah it's a great story that's you know what we remember yeah, yeah, what yeah. it's often about it's it's about the story it's yeah. an inspiring story yeah and we just hope you know to see more of it yeah definitely because I, I think one of the for me, it's almost a bit of a relief as well because I've had first-hand experience speaking to coaches 
um, from like both sides of the like the game changer side and the uh, the male dominated side, and like I've I've literally spoken to coaches that re- have referred to like the game changer side as not real Valorant, and that kind of like painted for me what what the players thought of the the opposite sex or, or the opposite side of the spectrum with it, like you know I'm, I'm not gonna do any name dropping here but like i actually had the conversation with like some game changers players mm. and um i also like thought about like okay yeah why like how how do you feel about this coach or you know that coach and mm. they were like yeah we don't want they don't necessarily want another like because like, we talked about like oh previous game changers players potentially going into coaching yes yeah I was like yeah they don't know if they feel comfortable with it because it I don't I I, I don't fully understand this but it's, it's like they're not strict enough yeah like most of them don't seem strict enough and you know that that is not something where I'm like you know I'm we're, we're like generalizing that but mm. It's, it's probably to do with like more the available options in terms of like oh all of the female coaches uh, that would have been available for game changers teams like yes they're not necessarily the strictest compared to the male counterparts um, so I think it's just like you know a matter of the sample size that was available at the time yeah uh, when I had this discussion with some of the game changers players but yes it's, it's also an interesting thing to like yeah it's like I don't yeah why well exactly and i I think if i'm honest hopefully at this point with seeing uh a female coach behind like literally orchestrating the team that has won a world championship hopefully for me that's enough for people to go actually yeah let like give people a chance with it because Yeah. yeah like i think throughout all the time that i've spent around valorant on the uh, working with teams there has been that massive divide um between it so yeah i i think i think it is it, it yeah it's it's one of those but yeah it was really really nice for all the haters to sit <laughs> like yeah. sit down and be like no nah. like literally shut up you you don't know what you're talking about so yeah and- and I mean, like you know, it it is it is like a lot of the, all of the haters. Then you know they just talk about like yeah, but like, do you really have respect for like that person, or, like that coach? I'm like, of course they do. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't get there. Yeah. If there was no respect towards the the coach, or like even just uh like less respect than you would have for, you know, someone else, mm. then this wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. It's, it. It, it only works if you have the respect and the trust and we saw that that is clearly the case yeah for eg yeah no exactly um but yeah i mean on on top of all of that as well we had a couple of celebrity appearances um uh, at worlds as well um kind of random ones so i saw one of my favorite clips i think was uh elon musk turned up um with uh i I can't remember which child he bought but elon turned up and was in the crowd he bought or brought (laughs) (laughs) uh bought no brought 
Okay. Which one is it? I can't, I'm panicking. Which one is it? He did not buy a child. He, yeah, I, he, he decided to bring one with him. There you go. I'll change the change the uh, the tense of the sentence. Um, what child did he buy the one? Yeah, he, he, Elon Musk does not buy children that we know of. Um, so yeah, he uh, he he showed up, and one of my favorite moments is um, in true like FPS fan like crowd style. Like I think between rounds, the, the whole audience starts like chanting "Bring back Twitter." and booing while Elon Musk is on camera. <laughs> it was, yes. It was just so, it was Great. so funny to see. It really was. Um, but I think what tops it for me, you know, is Ben Affleck was there. Um, bless him, uh, an actor who's received some, some stern reviews with some of the superhero things he's done over the years. But he, um, like, whilst being interviewed like towards the end of it was uh was talking about valorant a bit and then like actively showing that he knew that jet had been nerfed and i think that was so cool like it's such a minor thing but the fact that ben affleck no like <laughs> just imagine him sat there reading the patch notes like <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's one of those wholesome moments mm. just um, in, in his batman costume just re <laughs> reading yeah yeah reading no, the valorant no, patch notes but it, it, it makes you happy, you know, when, like, celebrities are so in kind of, mm. like, with the game. And then, you know, then you're you're automatically happy for the attention that they get yes. over this. Um, weird other example for that is um, Post Malone. Because um, yep. I, I got this recommended on YouTube, actually. And, and usually I'm, I'm not a listener of, like, the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. But I, I saw the podcast, or, like, I, I got the podcast snippet suggested where post malone is there talking to joe rogan about how he bought the two million dollar oh, like how he bought the it. one ring oh i've watched and so he, many clips and and you're like well yeah i mean sure you know he he is wealthy he has the money but it's also like he really enjoys the hobby yeah so you're like well yeah it it, it ended up in good hands yeah exactly i but that that's the big thing as well it's just like that alone does something for magic the gathering right is that yeah. by someone with that much influence with that much following being all over socials because he's bought the 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 one copy of uh the one ring for yeah for reference sorry the, the card that he buys is um the one of the latest sets of magic the gathering which is um uh, lord, lord of the, the rings, rings based and there is one printed in the world a special print of uh the one ring uh, which is a card in in this set uh with the elvish writing instead of english writing um so yeah like one in the world obviously you can imagine that's worth loads of money um he finds the guy that unpacked it got it graded and he buys it off him so that's the context but yeah i think that does loads of stuff for it i remember watching early videos um where Post Malone was actually invited onto, oh god, hey, I can't. Yeah, it was because like he's a yeah. huge, he's a huge commander, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was that. I think that was one of the first times that I kind of, uh, I'd, I'd watched the video and been like, yeah, okay, he actually, like, he 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 understands it. Like he's he's not just yeah, he he sits down with his friends and plays. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So yeah, that's really cool. But again, we're seeing the same thing happen here, right? Where you've got stars yeah. like, I I think that that concept is sick. Where you've got like a world championship or you've got a big land tournament going on. Obviously, this one being in LA, like, uh, which is a hot spot for celebrities anyway. But um, yeah, you you've got celebrities showing up for for this type of event like that in turn is going to do massive things for event like people will actively go to events if there's a chance of seeing a celebrity there right especially if it's one that they follow massively so yeah hopefully it's something that continues over time um <laughs> i did see a few tweets uh everyone praying that <laughs> that elon wasn't there to evaluate valorant so he could buy it and turn it into v um, <laughs> oh my! Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I I think again, really, really cool thing happens to the, uh, happen for the yeah. scene. I think like the, the opening performance as well is massive. Like Valorant are doing a lot of things right right now. I think um, I might have to check the uh, the viewership statistics actually, uh, just to see if I can find that. Um, where are we? Valorant champions twenty twenty three. I mean, but it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's Riot. So Riot has done a lot of things right already with League of Legends and they're building on that experience, so. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So. Yeah, I'll I think it, it, it was slightly below last year, but it's it, still yes, very good. Slight drop compared to uh, the 2022 tournament, uh, but peaked at 1.29 million across everything. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty mad in itself. But yeah, if they're if they're kind of if there's this culture of celebrities being involved, influence being involved, like um, I mean, <laughs> what was quite cool was I had two friends that were backstage as one of the artists came out uh, came out, so they're actually on the live stream as the artist passed them, uh, which is CPK and Meg sounds like egg, um, so that in itself is really cool. Like they're, they're just involving a lot more people in it to make it as big as possible which i think is really good for the sport um yep. but yeah so good event definitely good recommend event. going back and watching it if you haven't watched it already um yeah, yeah I, i'm probably still going to go back and watch it again even though i've already watched it <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've missed a, a ton of games yeah yeah um, but it's it's there with like everything i i'm missing a lot of games recently you know just like preparing on the move and then oh, work sure. and yeah yeah all those kind of things like yeah I, I mean i said earlier i didn't really want to talk about dota because we're already out unfortunately yeah um but yeah it's the it's the stuff you know you go to see family on the weekend and then on the phone in between you check the score you like watch 10 minutes of the of the game mm. so yeah missing a lot of games i i spoke briefly about everything last week that happened so far at that point in terms of the lec um so uh where we are with that is that both Excel and SK Gaming are out. Yeah. Uh, both of us kind of like predicted Excel to make it. Um, yeah. To make yeah. it to Worlds, so that they are out now is kind of like unfortunate, but it it, it went all the way. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> uh, for in in a best of five against Fnatic, like yep. all five maps. Um, and yeah, so right now the the teams, so both G two and Mad Lions are confirmed to go to Worlds. Nice. And then the winner of Fnatic versus BDS will also go to Worlds, directly qualify, and the the loser has to play Golden Guardians to make it into the play-in stage. Yeah. Um, which I'm pretty sure, like whoever 
is going to be that from Europe is probably going to win because we're talking about NA. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your prediction then? What was it, Fnatic BDS? Yeah, it's Fnatic versus BDS. It's, it's going to be a tough one. Because mm. um, BDS went, I don't know, it's like a toss up. I think this will go five five maps. Yeah. Um, might actually BDS winning it. Okay. I don't know, because like one of the news that came out as well is that Oscar Rinan is currently injured. And so uh... he's going to be replaced by Wonder, who hasn't played in the LEC um, since earlier this year. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's 50-50 who will win. Um, mm. Like overall, I have more confidence in like the, the lineup of Fnatic terms of like yes Trimby Noah especially you know the bot lane yeah yes Crowny Labrov are not bad but yes I, I think Fnatic is just better Fnatic is better in mid lane in my opinion Fnatic is better in jungle and then yeah we'll, we'll see how it will be like on top side but yeah, yeah. Very, very even very even from what you're saying so yeah I mean gonna be a belter to watch I might, I might yeah it's, it's it's a bit weird because like Oscarinian apparently played through injury um mm. this weekend and so yeah but he now has to like undergo surgery aye, um, aye, aye. but but they say he performed unaffected so it's kind of like well at, at that point you're probably just you know well do you do you reschedule the surgery or yeah, if it's unaffected. How long? How long is he gonna be out? Because they don't specify like what's 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 going on. But is he going to be out after? Mm. I mean, you imagine so with recovery time. What did, did they say? What the injury is? Is it like carpal tunnel? No, they didn't. Oh, okay. Um, they didn't really. Um, yeah, I think it's like wrist. I mean, like they they says like hand injury. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Like if I remember correctly, back back in the day, so. Same happened, like, Soas broke his hand in Fnatic in 2018, and then mm. that's when, when Bripo came in. Um, Soas was sidelined for... I mean, also, because it worked well with Bripo being there, but Soas was sidelined for for a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, not, not sure what's going to happen and how this is affecting, you know, synergy and, and how well they play together, but, I mean, mm. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. That decision's going to happen... I think wait is it this weekend how many games are this weekend i think there are two games like this weekend and then next weekend is is when montpellier is yeah yeah well i was gonna say that i'll make sure i watch that one i did also say that i'd watch loads of csgo after we made our predictions and then well, you also said you're got... gonna watch dota i did say that as well and then i got very busy so yeah that's my excuse I mean, but, no, but look, it's it's the same on 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 my end. Yeah, like, I wanted sure. to watch a lot of Valorant. I didn't. Yeah. I managed to watch more Counter Strike at Gamers Eight. Mm. Um, I watched obviously some Dota, but mostly the games that we were involved in. Which yep. again, you know, I don't want to go into. Yeah. yeah it, it's still it's still too painful. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, let me just check again when the remaining LEC games are season finals hello is there a schedule yes it's this week is uh, G2 versus Matt 
and Fnatic versus BDS, and then everything else a week after. September 9 and September 10 is the grand finals in Montpellier, Ooh, in France. Nice. But yeah, I mean, now more covering from like what we what we talked about in the last one or two weeks. Mm. Uh, there isn't really like besides the the stuff that we had with Counter Strike, what two or three weeks ago. There isn't really a lot of you know big esports news because we're in that somewhat summer hole. Mm. Then I mean the the autumn months are gonna be exciting again, and then you know off seasons and all of that stuff before we we hit a little low at christmas time again yeah definitely well i I mean yeah this was just a bit of a recap episode to go over um just some updates from last week some things that are happening with guild at the moment um and then obviously valorant champions as well um because loads of cool stuff and i will say it again go back and watch it because it was sick it was a very very good event um but yeah no, just a bit of a recap from us this week. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on the news and see if anything comes up for next week. But like Jan said, we're in a bit of a summer vacation at the moment, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that just about does it for this episode. Unless yeah. you had anything else? No, all good. Cool. I'm, I'm glad that you are back, that we're back doing this together. Yeah. And we can again come up with terrible joke. <laughs> exactly. Like uh, Elon Musk buying kids. Exactly. So what have we had so far? We've had We're All Fish. Uh, we've now got Elon Musk buying yeah. children. Yeah, um, that you have, like, if you want to market your esports team brand, you have to start a cult. True. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's probably a way of, fit, of fitting all of those together. You know, like a fish cult that buys children. Called yeah. FX. <laughs> yeah. But or just F. True, then yeah. You, then, you, then, you know, whenever there's a Twitch stream, this is why you really press F to pay your respects. Yeah, literally. Elon Musk and the fish Oh, my God, cult. the you conspiracy. You know. There it is. God, you tell him. Um, <laughs> and on that note... this is going to be the episode title, Elon Musk is buying kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one way to get views, huh? um <laughs> right well we'll call it there for now thank you very much for listening to this episode uh yeah i've been zach i've been Jan. this is forge and we shall see you next time cheerio bye-bye, bye-bye.